0: It's the Satellite Sisters. Hi, this is Leanne Dolan. I'm Monica Dolan. This is Sheila. I'm Liz Dolan. This is Julie. Real sisters. Real life. Real conversation. Tackling the world one cup of coffee at a time. The Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. It's Tuesday, July 12th. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. And we have an unusually large crowd for a Tuesday show. My sister, Julie Dolan, is joining us. Julie, where are you? I'm sorry. I should have asked earlier.
1: (laughs) Where where are you located? I'm I'm so happy you care. I'm in Steamboat Springs, Colorado
0: today, Liam. Okay, so we're moving around. Dallas, Julie, Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Santa Monica, Liz, you are in Bend, Oregon.
2: That's correct. I'm in Bend, Oregon, uh, beginning this new phase of my life, Lizness, not business, Uh, And currently, I am surrounded by a big pile of laundry to improve the audio quality of today's show. So that's the way... (laughs)
0: I am frankly surprised that neither one of you got the nod to be the British Prime Minister, because apparently <laughs> that's the easiest job in the world to get. Can you believe I, it? I almost fell off the couch today. I'm like, oh, no, it's going to be taken care of tomorrow. I mean, that's a fantastic system, I even though they had to self-implode to do it. I mean, Yeah,
1: that's the only problem with that. Yeah, no elections, just total destruction, annihilation. And there's the last woman standing. There she <laughs> is. Theresa the May, sometimes the last
2: man standing is a woman.
1: I'm for that.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be it's too bad they're not in the eu now because it would be a powerful uh it would be a powerful picture yeah you know with all the girls up there leading their countries right. Angela but, oh, Merkel, well.
2: theresa may yeah yeah I, I agree
0: okay all right well we do have a full show today i am on board i've been taking tuesdays off liz admirably filling in in fact some people on the Facebook page throwing down, Liz, that maybe you're doing a better job than me. And have at it, Liz. That's what I would say. If you're hoping to spike some sibling rivalry on the Facebook page, Leon doesn't, doesn't care. happen. I just, so don't care. Please, take my wife. Uh, so, but today we are covering uh, a bunch of things. Because I'm the youngest sister, I'm de- destined to talk about Pokemon Go. Uh, we're going to... Uh- we're going to talk about the Olympic trials, and then we have some exciting Olympic news of our own. Exciting, um,
2: exciting Olympic news. I Wait, have you made a, the team? You two made the team? <laughs> We're going to save it, Jill. Save it.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. There's a fantastic new product I was pitched I'm going to share with the Satellite Sisterhood, and of course, I'm really here because it was the Outlander season finale, and Julie, we got some time traveling to do, don't we? Hopefully, <laughs> and just, you got to buckle up,
1: because... Whipsawed. Back and forth, Leanne. We we went we went some places with this final episode. There's that no doubt about it. The
0: show I was waiting for all season long. Exactly. Finally, we
1: got it. Finally, know, we got it. I it was there. I, there were some great moments. We can't wait to tell you about it.
2: Leanne, all thank right. goodness you're here because I've never seen a single episode. So have yeah. <laughs> at it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. But obviously, dominating the news this week, the story in Dallas, other stories of race relations. Julie, you were in Dallas when that happened. Yes, I know. We rode. I know. It's it's a tragedy for your city.
1: It is, Leanne. There was a a beautiful editorial, front page editorial. You probably have seen it uh, with the Dallas Morning News with the headline, This City, Our City. And it had a picture of a giant eye with a tear and the city was in the eye. It just about how heartbreaking this is for everyone around the country, but per- particularly for people in Dallas. Uh, you know, I was actually traveling this week. And um, because of that, I had to show my license a lot, you know, to TSA agents, to rental car people, at airport lounges and to a person Every time I showed my driver's license and they saw my address was Dallas people said I'm so sorry yeah. which I I mean I mm. think everyone is so sorry so heartbroken that this happened and uh you know I have I I think out of this incredible tragedy I think are you uh, I feel very proud and I know you know, I, I think everyone in the country does with our Dallas police chief, David Brown. I mean, I think he has just been the face of grief, the face of shock, but also the face of sensitivity, you know, and he that is he a has a very re-
2: impressive person. Very he impressive. has
1: really been a great leader in this moment. I mean, Dallas is not perfect. Uh, you know, we have we have every every city, every community has issues. But you know, I f- you know I feel are I'm really proud of our leadership of David Brown of our mayor Mike, Mike Rollins. I think they have done a tremendous job. You know, and I think just coming from David Brown from the police chief, you know, he's the one that is sort of showing the way that we all have responsibility to make this right. Every right. I mean that's that's when I you know when I, you know watching these memorials uh you know you know and I know today is gonna be particularly emotional, President Obama will be there, and I know he will have great words of comfort, but I think it is all of our responsibilities to make it right, you know I mean even today uh the police chief said that you know he's asking you know he's asking. You know, he's asking men and women that just get off the protest line and submit their applications for to become a policeman. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's sort of a sort of a simple solution. It doesn't solve anything, solve every problem. But, you know, he is just out there, you know, trying to lead and show us that we can try to move forward and to, you know, to heal some things here. So, um you know, I, also I
0: found that the two doctors from Parkland Hospital, yes. the surgeons have made some really profound statements, one being a, an African-American doctor, one being a white doctor. They're great friends. And, you know, they're coming at this at, at different from different points of view. I, I I found really all of your leaders to be really, really impressive and able to speak to both sides of this issue, because there are two sides to this issue. Exactly. It's is extraordinary. It is really right. extraordinary. So helpful so, and helpful. If you get a, and, and it's, helpful.
1: Really helpful. If you get a chance, the Dallas Morning News editorial today said, you know, there are three ways forwards. We have to really try to work on the divisions in our community. Everybody has to do that. We secondly have to address mental illness issues. We have no idea whether that was involved in this issue in this particular uh, circumstance, but we know it's been involved in other Mass shootings, and number three, we have to solve the assault gun w- weapons issues. And I think these are things that everyone in the country can come together to work for solutions. So um, I just, you know, I just have been so surprised that people have noticed that that we're that I'm from Dallas, and I'm proud to be from Dallas, and I hope to make I hope to make my community better. That's that's what I hope to do. All right. All right. That's well, yeah,
0: lots of interesting discussion on our Satellite Sisters Facebook page too, some really personal perspectives on the events of of last week. So, and I have to hand it to people, keeping it keeping it above board over there yes. and yeah. and supportive and helpful and moving the dialogue forward. So, well done Satellite Sisterhood. Well
2: done. Right, because we have so, uh, so many listeners in Minnesota, so they begin right. to weigh in right after the St. Paul shooting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that Satellite Sisters is the Facebook group, and, and you we sort of moderate, but you control the content, and um, and so there are a lot of interesting conversations over there. If you haven't joined, that might be a good time to do it if you're interested in this topic. All right, Julie. Well, on a completely different note, but one way the country did come together this weekend was Pokemon Go. Okay,
1: what, is, what is this? What is this? Liam? I know, I miss, I miss this. Okay. And where where
2: did it come from? Just all of a sudden, it's the only thing anyone talking about or doing or taking photos of or anything, Leanne. I don't understand. Well, it's true. Liz,
0: people have been waiting for this. So this is a, (laughs) you know, virtual augmented game. Uh, It's a free game that you download. It features, you know, Pikachu and all his friends from Pokemon. You play it on your phone. But it's Pokemon Go. So the whole point is you go out into the community and you quote battle these Pokemons at, um, at already pre-assigned locations. And so they're using all the technology available on your smartphone. Everything, you know, from your GPS locator to your camera and the app is free and already there's more people on Pokemon Go than Twitter. So it came out last Wednesday. I know my boys had downloaded it Thursday and, like, promptly got into skateboard accidents Thursday afternoon, (laughs) racing (laughs) all over town to battle Pokemon. But it's an unbelievably clever idea. And it's the idea that, like, you take these video games that used to mean sitting on the couch by yourself and you go out into your community. And you track on your phone. It's like following a basic map. And they pre-designate places. This is a Pokemon battle gym. This is a Pokemon store. This is a Poke spot. And you meet up. And then, then you turn on the camera on your phone. And you look at it. And there's a little Pokemon in your screen. So even though you're looking at, like, a Gap store, there's Pokemon. And you battle it. And then you win points. And then you go on to the next location. And the interesting thing is it's designed for you to walk or bike or skateboard. You cannot get in a car and drive around. Oh. You'll be be locked out of locations if you get there too fast. If you start going from one location to another too fast, they know you're in a car, and that's not what they wanted. That could be a real
2: hazard, people racing around in their cars. That's not good.
0: (laughs) I mean, the skateboards are dangerous enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, we, I mean, it happened all over the country. We were out in Old Town Pasadena Saturday night, just sitting outside having dinner, and they were just squads of people showing up in this alleyway, like, all looking at their phone and then disappearing. And we're like, I was like, oh my gosh, they're all playing Pokemon Go. And then as we walked around, everyone was playing Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon
1: okay. Go. A- okay. am, I, am I the only cranky old sister that thinks that this is absolutely frightening? That they are tra- <laughs> yeah. tra- tracking yeah, and no. monitoring the whereabouts and and that they are, I mean, when, I when. think that's... Yeah. <laughs> I think that's frightening. I mean people are always saying they you know they want they want their pri- privacy and you know they don't they don't want government intervention but oh, they're Julie, fine. To Julie the Youngins
2: some- The Youngins have already given up all their privacy. They don't care yeah. about that. They, don't, <laughs> they even, don't they have none of your old expectations about privacy. They're fine. <laughs> No, you and the, the news media. You and the they, news media.
1: They don't want the government tracking them, but they're fine with some Pokemon Google. game, with Google or Game Maker yeah. tracking them and forcing them into locations. Because what if it's they have fun, Julie. People? It's fun. Well, what if they have some evil purpose? Who are these people and what are their goals? Okay, we don't know that. I. Okay. See, this is – thanks for sucking the fun out
0: of just an enjoyable game that has really taken over the nation. You and all the news media was like, well, let's find the one terrible thing that happened. Millions are enjoying the game. They're out. They're exercising. They're walking. They're with friends. But let's find the one terrible thing that happened and make that the headline story. Thanks, Jewel. Okay. So, well, yeah, I'm just I'm first- just glad
2: there's not some kind of, like, pokey stop in front of my house. That could get a little annoying if you were – It is
0: pretty funny. If yeah, the place. it's pretty funny. A friend of mine has a pokey stop in front of her store and she didn't know what was happening. And she's like, why are there hundreds of people hanging out in front of my store? And then my son has a pokey stop in front of his apartment. So he said there's just like squads of people at two in the morning, like in front of his apartment. I don't know. I think it's just good fun. It's bringing the nation together. Don't do it alone. Look up when you're crossing the street. Okay. Don't be lured into some weird location and be nice
2: to each other. All right. There you go. (laughs) There you go. The laws of Pokemon by Leon Dolan. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Just embrace it. Just embrace it. It's just a
1: game. It's pretty
0: funny. Just a game. It's pretty funny.
1: (laughs) Okay, I I know. That's what they all say. It's just a game. That's where it starts, Lane.
2: I think you've watched too many Jason Bourne movies. I I think so. Everything is a plot. It is.
0: It is. Yeah, you know what? You're right. They should just go back to sitting on their couches in their dark rooms with their headsets on. That would be a lot
1: better. (laughs) All right, sister. All right. Okay, well, I want to let you know that the reason I'm in Colorado on this trip is I'm actually I'm out here with my husband and my two sister-in-laws, and we are packing up my in-laws' house. My in-laws um, died uh, a little over a year ago, and this is the week they have. You know, they have a, a ranch house out out in the sort of rural parts of Colorado. And um, we are now going through that house, and we have to pack it up. And um, let's just review. Uh, as uh, as we've talked about briefly on Satellite Sisters, not too much, but my in-laws didn't really like me that much, okay? <laughs> I've been in the family for a long time, but my mother and father-in-law were, you know, just they were, they never really warmed up to me. Okay? No, they my did, two- not. They,
2: they did no, not. They did not. No, they did. Now,
1: i i mean i, I now my two sister in laws i love them they love me I have a great relationship um so I am not particularly emotional or sentimental about this activity okay because uh you know i that's i mean there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of warm moments that I spent at their house. They were, there was really moments of like pure torture for me on many occasions.
2: <laughs> but so. but because we've been through this with our own mother and father,
1: yeah. you yeah. know
2: how hard this is for your husband and his sisters. Yes. So that's yes. good. It's, I'm sure you have the proper amount of empathy for them.
1: Yes, I am, I am totally res- uh, respectful for them. Uh, and of what of what they're feeling and, and, you know, and how they want to do things. But as you also know, sisters, I have moved a great deal, over 14 times. So I have developed a life skill. It's sort of a subspecialty. I am excellent at purging household items, and I'm excellent at packing. You, there's, you know, I, I could run clinics on this, okay, because I've had to pack and move so many times. Uh, so, I'm not, I don't know, always get to use these skills, but I was, I'm, um, um, you know, I'm in my wheelhouse um, this week, uh, you know, with my packing boxes and the tape and the paper and the bubble wrap. Um, and we are, we have sort of an A to Z approach to this uh, purging and packing operation. And that was coined by my sister in law, Carrie, because she just doesn't, you know, I think it's very easy not to make a decision about an item, a couch, a book, you know, you name it, a, a, a picture on the wall and just say, oh, well, let's get a storage closet, a uh, locker, and we'll put it in there and we'll decide later. And she lives here in Colorado and she does not want this stuff like cluttering up her garage or she doesn't want to, you know, <laughs> she doesn't want it in some storage locker. So we have to make a decision about every item. And my in-laws were great shoppers, great, uh, great. I'm not good. They weren't hoarders, but they liked a lot of stuff. Okay, and they have a lot of stuff. So, but I have no problem, you know, like purging things, putting it in the donation pile, putting it in the trash pile, and and I'm moving through stuff. But I have to say, I the one thing I got sentimental about was. Their refrigerator is just chock full of, like, refrigerator magnets. And it has pictures of my kids as kids. It has my pictures of my kids' kids. You know, it has, you know, little, you know, it has magnets from national parks that they visited and, you know, pictures of their dogs. Uh, You know, my mother-in-law even has one that says chocolate is for lovers. She has a refrigerator (laughs) magnet. Which that is does really not seem like her
2: personality. That must have been a gift. No, it's,
1: no, it's sort of mind-bending <laughs> to, like, why would this be on her refrigerator? But I find so that you're going to keep those, the, right? I, I don't know. Those are, like, to me, the, those are the hardest things to throw away. You know, I don't know. It was just... I figured she looked at it every day. It meant something to her. You know, it's the refrigerator. You know, it's sort of the heart of the home, you know, and and just... You know what you should uh, do? It,
2: just take a picture of the refrigerator with everything on it.
1: And then you'll always yeah.
2: have the picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, throw, have... then just <laughs> throw everything away. I
1: don't really want the picture, Liz. Okay. Well, then but you I... don't want any of it. Then... No, I know, Liz. I know. But I'm yeah. just saying that was okay. the one moment I got very sentimental. I know mm. for my my sister-in-laws and my husband, they have found items, maybe journals or, you know, I don't know, a art, a piece of artwork they made when they were little that was in, some, in the back of some claws. And, you know, it gives you pause. But then you also realize, like, they had this, their whole lives. These things were important to them, and now they're not important at all. Do you know, anyone. they're just... to anyone and so uh so it's quite a process but that's uh that's what i'm doing this week and they were in that that house for a really long
2: time right
1: oh yes they have they have been there for over 50 years yes yes over 50 years i can only
2: imagine what's there
1: yeah there's things but but here's one thing as the sister-in-law i feel that it is my right not to go in the creepy attic that I know has bats in there. So, I mean, they are not my parents, right? <laughs> right. So I have yeah. totally declined from going up in the attic. I do not feel responsible. Like, they're your parents. You put the mask and the gloves on. And if they're bats up there, that's, you know, you have to contend with them. That's not, uh, that's, don't yeah. you think that's fair? I, I think, think that's yeah. fair. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can also decline the Hummel figurines. That's the <laughs> other thing. <laughs> They noted that no, they had a, they have a lot of chatch keys and all kinds of things.
2: Well, I think that Carrie is right that just moving a bunch of stuff to an intermediate storage unit is not your long-term solution. No. So you it, have to it, you it, have to it, be it. brutal, Julie, which is it's good yeah, you're yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We did mom and dad's. My husband was there and it was just put it in the alley. Nope. Just put it in the alley. No. I mean, we did not. Yeah, we did not. He was good. He was unsentimental. He's unsentimental anyway, but he was really unsentimental about that. So, you know, we kept a few things, but not
2: not everything. So that was important. That was important. It does, it's hard, it, though. Really it really hard. does it makes... make you think about the value of things. Um, and, yeah. Just yeah. how much time you spend thinking about things and, in the end, how little any of it adds up to. Right. Right. It's No, it's wow. important. No. I hey, mean that... this is a Tuesday show. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Come on. Okay, let's move Wait. on to the Olympics, then. Can we... <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I mean... seriously save that for sunday sorry i forgot what day of the week it was thank you leon thank you for that reminder so um okay well let's move on to our excitement about the olympics we have two reasons for being excited about the olympics the first is the olympic trials over the past week have been super exciting i haven't been watching every minute of everything but i have watched a lot of track and field and then before that a lot of swimming and it just is getting me very excited how about you guys
0: I would say the same, Liz. The track and field trials from Eugene were great. The swimming is always exciting. Seeing that last, you know, phillips D one was fantastic. And then phelps D race. And then even gymnastics, which I'm not a fan of, but that is a powerhouse American team there. Like, they are killing it. They're fantastic. So very excited. They are all excited. So you know what, golfers? Just stay home because no <laughs> one cares if you don't go. Because everybody else who's an excellent athlete and who's a little bit tougher than you, we're all going. So there <laughs> I mean, you go. I
1: mean, Jordan Spieth just announced today oh. he's not going as well
0: to the Olympics. It's I guess they're just, just overpaid professional athletes, and they don't want to go. So it's a good excuse. To go, oh Zika, Zika. But really, golfers, come on, who cares? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly,
0: when you it's, see those not your meter... finest
2: Olympic moments, it just you no. just don't think of golf when you think of Olympic no. moments.
0: I mean, there's a reason it hasn't been in the Olympics in like 100 years, because no one cares. I mean, oh, we have to watch you every Sunday. So give me those 400-meter runners. Come on. (laughs) Those are athletes. I know. Oh, look, they walk all 18 holes.
2: Oh, that must be hard. Yeah, that's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I get particularly excited when I see the performances by the youngins who break through, but also the olds who hang on. So, like, the youngin in the track and field, Sydney McLaughlin, a 16-year-old girl from New Jersey, uh, in the 400-meter hurdles. I mean, she was awesome. She, came she in, was unbelievable. She came in third, set a new world junior record. 400-meter hurdles, that is a crazy hard – you have to be a beast to do that, right?
1: I know. Yeah. Yes, you have to yeah. be fast and coordinated. And je- I, I don't know and how strong. they do that. So and that strong.
2: So strong. So it was really fun to see her. And in the swimming, Katie Ledecky is still only 19. Feels like we've been watching Katie Ledecky <laughs> for a long time. But she set 11 world records since the London Olympics. And she's back 19 years old. But then how about Bernard Lagat? Uh, oh my and, gosh. I mean, it was, um, that was the 5,000, right? So he was, yes. uh, 41 years old, 41 years old. <laughs> like he, pulls I mean, that's it that's
0: old. Yeah. That, is, that old. is old. I um, mean, and he was in a very high class field. He yeah. had to drop out of the 10,000 and he was like, this is it. This is my one last shot. And no one was happier than him except every fan in the stadium. They love him there. So that was just an emotional race to see him win. Yeah. It was fantastic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then in the swimming, Anthony Irvin, he, he's 35 years old, which is also pretty old. The, oh, wow. He, he tied, Leon, you may recall this moment, Anthony Irvin tied Gary Hall Jr. for the gold in the 50-meter free in the Sydney Games, which was oh, like a that? million years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was a million years ago. That, 2008. That, yeah, it was 2008. But... No, it was 2000. Yeah. It was 2000, right, Sydney? 2000? Yeah. Oh,
0: was that long ago? I think okay. so. All yeah. right. No, you're right. Beijing was 2008. Yeah. I'm
2: sorry. Yeah. Okay. You're right. That is a long time ago. <laughs> so anyway, he's <laughs> back and he's qualified for the team. So so yay to all of you. It is very exciting to watch. And it does kind of remind you how great the Olympics can be.
1: And well, on then, that note, uh, yeah, go ahead, Jill. I was just going to say, because there's so much bad news about the Olympics, that finally now seeing the uh, the comp- competition and the competitors, it, you get back into the Olympic spirit. That's the, the good part of it. And well, we, have, still, we
0: have. We have. Liz and I have definitely gotten back into it because we are going to Rio. <laughs> Liz and I are going to Rio. <laughs>
1: On the team? You too? Yeah. You're, you're, yeah you're donning those really good-looking uh, Nike sports suits, and you're going to be marching in the big stadium? Sure. I can How play golf I had
2: to?
0: Yeah, we're suiting up. We're suiting up, but we're not going to be competing. No, if you're wondering what idiot would go to Rio, we're the idiots. We're the We're idiots. going.
2: We're going. There, there are ample tickets available, so get on board now. <laughs> we sort of <laughs> pulled
0: it together late. Uh, it was kind of a May thing. We decided to make the commitment. Liz had a lead on an apartment there, yep. and so once we had housing secured – then we could sort of figure out the rest of it. So my whole family is going, uh, my husband, two sons, and and Liz is going. And we're pretty psyched. I mean, that was the thing, Julie. Every single article until last week was like horrible, 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 horrible. And if you think Zika is like the worst mosquito-borne illness in- In Rio, it's not like dengue fever, much worse. Okay. (laughs) You know, and like the super bacteria in the water and this and that. It was, I was starting to really regret my decision. And then last week, the Wall Street Journal had an article finally a positive one he said five great it was five great things about rio and it was very positive about the venues and about the redevelopment in the downtown area and all this and that it was very positive and then you know that travel smith catalog do you get that <laughs> Yes, yeah. i get like, that
2: because i bought some clothes yeah. from travel smith for our trip to the galapagos so now i'm exactly. on that mailing list
0: Yeah, so really goofy hats and stuff or, like, you know, dresses that fold inside out and can be used as tents. Like, that's where you get that kind of stuff. So so we got the catalog last week and the cover was Rio. And then there was a whole special section about how great Rio is and Rio, Rio this and Rio that. And then I went online to the blog. Now I'm
2: totally on board. We are going to have a fantastic time, aren't we, Liz? We are. I mean, we, you can still go, go to Rio2016.com and you can still buy tickets to virtually any event. So. Yeah. We've, we, we doubled down on track and field for, you know, for the big weekend, Friday the 12th, Saturday the 13th, Sunday the 14th. So, Julie, we're going to see the men's 10K final, the women's 100-meter final, the men's 100-meter final, the 400-meter final. All available, still available. So we are going to be in this day. You can watch for us on TV. Uh, we we will, got- I'll, be,
1: I'll be looking. So you have a place to stay. You have tickets, actual yep. tickets to yep. the actual event. Actual tickets. So, yep. Which yep. is very unusual because usually by this time, most Olympic or a lot of the main Olympic events have, you know were sold out in previous years, right? So right. This Also,
2: is- here's my strategy on the tickets, Julie, because as you know, as a family – We've gone to a lot of Olympics, just we are Olympic lovers, but normally we just show up at the last minute and buy tickets from scalpers. So, for instance, uh-huh. Leon, you and me and Sheila and Monica, we drove to the Lake Placid Olympics <laughs> in, <Yes>. in <laughs> 1980, I believe, was Lake Placid, and we Thank had you. no tickets and no place to stay, and it turned yeah. out great, didn't it? And that was,
0: by the way, a parent-sanctioned trip for my 15th birthday.
2: (laughs) Sure. Head up into the Northwoods by yourselves. But the key key to that. In a snowstorm. the, The key to making that work, Julie is cash in your pockets to pay for tickets when you need them, when you meet the scalper who has what you need. My theory, having been to Rio several times before, is walking around with a lot of cash in your pockets is probably not the good strategy. You probably want to prearrange more tickets than you normally would. Uh, So that's what we have done. You know, we've just we've committed to some key things. You know, your track and field, we have uh women's soccer. Theoretically, if the US women work their way through the draw the way they're supposed to, we will see uh USA Japan in the women's semifinal. So Wow That, that will uh, be exciting. Yeah. We got beach That's volleyball. Great. How can you go to Rio and not go to beach volleyball, right, Liam?
0: Yeah, we don't even really like beach volleyball, but it just seems like a thing to do. It's on great. Copacabana Beach, so that seems like a fun ticket to have. At now, midnight. we did get shut up. We couldn't get any swimming tickets, but we feel like maybe we can work out some yeah. in the interim. Like, yeah. we can so figure it out. So,
1: tickets, now. you have tickets to all outdoor events. <laughs> now, so, what, how, as individuals, and Leanne, as a, a mother of you, know, of, you know, your grown children there, How, what are you thinking about Zika or what, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking.
0: First of all, please do not post any articles about Zika on our Facebook page because my mother-in-law has already sent me every Zika article published. Okay. So I don't need any more Zika articles. Thank you very much. Uh, so, and secondly, if you actually dig deep in the statistics, it's pretty unlikely you're even going to get bit by a mosquito carrying Zika, Never mind like, get the actual virus, it is the winter there. Like, Zika season has kind of already passed in Brazil. So the actual numbers are pretty, pretty rare that you're going to get it. So my entire strategy, Julie, is this, socks. I think the key <laughs> is socks. Like, you know, I get bit by mosquitoes on my ankles. So if I can just eliminate the ankle biters, I, I feel fine. I mean, <laughs> so that's it. I'm just going with socks. So it, it has required me to examine my footwear because normally I'd wear like sandals or open shoes, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get some sneakers and some socks and some pants that look good when you're wearing sneakers, sneakers and socks. So I have thought about this pretty extensively. Okay. You know, but it is the winter there, so it's not freezing, obviously, but the temperatures will only be in the high 60s and low 70s.
2: And it's do not. and do I need to point out that both Leon and I are beyond our childbearing years? So, yeah, well, so I, oh, I
0: know that, I know that. But her, so we're not going to freeze our sperm. though we just <laughs> we discussed it.
2: But we're not. <laughs> not Even it. your sons have decided they're not going to do that. <laughs> we
0: haven't I haven't discussed that. You know, we're gonna wear wear pants, long sleeve shirts. Uh believe me, again, I don't even need information on mosquito repellent because my mother in law dropped off the Consumer Reports magazine with all the best mosquito repellents <laughs> rated. Um but yeah, I mean we're just gonna be sensible about it. But believe me, if you actually start looking at your chances of getting it, it is pretty slim. So uh I mean, I, do, I
2: told Leon. I think it, having been to Brazil uh, frequently, I think your chances of getting bitten by a Zika-bearing mosquito are lower than your chances of just actually getting murdered. So, right. <laughs> okay. Right. So, so, so okay. really, to a little perspective, people. Mosquitoes are not yeah. your problem. Uh, <laughs> right. That's that's my approach.
1: Yeah. And, and what is your crime stopper? I mean, because that's an issue too there, right? i glad you've asked, because I have
0: researched this, that TravelSmith catalog, and that made me aware of a lot of things. And uh, they do a lot of credit card skimming there, and there's a lot of pickpocketing. So we're going to get some special wallets and some backpacks. When I informed the boys, I might make them, like, carry their phones on a thing around their neck they were horrified but so we're we're not going to there'll be no phones in back pockets no big wads of cash we're going to stay on the beaten Path and things like that. Uh, they made it very clear, like, don't ever, ever, ever let your possessions out of your sight. You know, even if you have a backpack or something, keep it on your lap while you're in the Olympic Stadium and stuff like that. They're very clear about it, even on the Olympic site. So I, we're not going to take a lot of risks there. I don't think we're going to be out zombieing till five in the morning in a bad neighborhood. Uh, well, who knows? though? Yeah. I don't know. I don't you know. never know. Who Maybe they get
2: carried away. And I, I ruled, Julie, that we're not going to go to any sports where there's standing water. So yeah, there's no, we're right. not, that's why we're not going to golf. Of course, no. golf is just a bunch of standing water, which is guess what? Mosquitoes. So we're not yeah, going yeah. to golf. We're not going to rowing. But everything everything else is fine. There's not a lot of yeah. puddles around. Uh, yes. We're
1: good. <laughs> yeah. So all puddle <laughs> sports are out. Okay. That's good.
0: Now I know. Now that I've looked around, like my husband is gonna want to hike up to Christ the Redeemer. That statue is what is described in guidebooks as a short and very steep hike, which is right up his alley. So he can go alone. You know, if he goes into the woods with the mosquitoes, I can't help him there. He can go alone into that. I'm gonna take the train up with with Liz. And And my socks and my sneakers. So, so, Liz, what is this
2: product you wanted to recommend?
0: Oh, okay. Well, first of all, I looked on one site, Liz. The TravelSmith site said that um it was like what to wear in Rio. And it was very conservative. It said, well, you should know that women in Rio enjoy dressing, are very feminine, and they dress very provocatively. So, Liz, I'm thinking this could be our last shot to dress provocatively. Like, <laughs> like if we ever wanted to dress like Gucci, this may be our opportunity. Okay, mosquitoes, come and get it. With the socks and the sneakers. But, okay, so the product I got today, it was, like, perfect for traveling. And it's a women's undershirt with a special wicking fabric, and it's supposed to smooth you out and has, like, extra wicking fabric under your arms. So if you're sweating and stuff, it's supposed to be able to, you know, save your good clothes. You wear this under your clothes. But the name name of the product is the Nudie Patootie. <laughs> <laughs> It's an undershirt called Nudie Patootie. Isn't that a good name? <laughs> Nudie Patootie. It's like. It sounds provocative, Leanne. It sounds. Like it's an undershirt, Julie, so it's not that provocative. But yeah, if it, uh, so Nudie Patootie. It's made out of like organic bamboo fibers and it's supposed to have magical properties. So I'm going to check it out. But if you're traveling and you think, you know what I need? I need some bamboo undershirts. <laughs> go check out Nudie Patootie. <laughs> N-U-D-I-E, and then patootie, P-A-T-O-O-T-I-E, the nudie patootie. I think with socks, nudie patootie, and deet, we're going to be good. We're
1: going to be fine. So, with so that's it. I, so think you will you- do, I think, sisters, you will do a fine job representing the United States, and I'll, I'll, we all look forward to looking for you in that giant stadium, mm-hmm. trying to find you in your nudie patooties <laughs> and socks. because you I think you'll be easy to find because you're going to be the only one wearing socks. Julie, you'll,
0: I'm going to be easy to find because I have bought a scarf that is a stars and stripes scarf that I think is going to serve many purposes as a flag, <laughs> as a pareo <laughs> as a wrap. I mean, it's a dynamic red, white, and blue stars and stripes
2: scarf. Okay. So that's,
0: that look for that because
2: nobody back. else there will be wearing red, white, and blue. So that's good. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: Well, we want to see lots of pics. This is yeah. going to be good. Have yeah. One, we're having... Sisters at the Rio Olympics. At the Rio Excellent. Olympics,
2: we can cover it on Instagram and our Facebook group. Maybe we'll even find time to record a show from there, but we're not promising. But you no, know,
1: Lizzie, let's not promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said we're not promising. But you know, okay. it would be. Le- Leah doesn't even want you to suggest that, Liz. Don't don't set that expectation.
2: <laughs> okay. You know I mean. Right, so there is
0: there are there's a lot of good food in Rio. I don't want to be trapped in the in the apartment when there's cold beer and sandwiches to eat because that's one of their national dishes. <laughs> cold beer and sandwiches—that sounds good.
2: <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And Julie, because we are experienced uh, Olympic attenders, sometimes by car, but sometimes by airplane, uh, we purposely decided. Not to arrive before the opening ceremonies and not to leave after the closing ceremonies, because that's when the airports just become insane. So we're working our dates based on our experience of how to effectively get in and out of Olympic cities. So we we have years of knowledge built up about how to do this. So so we'll see. I'm confident. I'm confident. And luckily yeah. for me, I have a lot of colleagues because I've been working in Latin America all these years. I have a lot of colleagues who will be there and run a big sports channel in uh in Brazil. So, you know, we'll get some behind the scenes action too. So there you go. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. It's gonna Rio, be great. Rio twenty sixteen. Ra rah rah. rah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, yeah. You gotta work that no, you gotta work on your cheers list. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're right. I I just have to polish up my Portuguese cheers. Uh, Okay. Well, moving on. Speaking of great athletic performances, I had a Satellite Sisters um, trifecta of shout outs I wanted to do today for congratulations for people. And top of that list is Serena Williams. Did you see that Wimbledon final? She was amazing. I was so happy for her.
1: It she was. is an amazing, amazing tennis star, athlete. And and again, I think everyone is so happy for her. I'm yeah. also happy for Venus. She, the, the Venus and Serena won in the doubles too. Yes. So way to go.
2: That was really exciting. And to see all those former champions there watching her, you know, yes. was also kind of emotional. So congratulations to you, Serena. Next up on the trifecta, Teresa May, we already mentioned. Last woman standing in the U.K. who actually wants to run the joint. So, okay, new British Prime Minister, Theresa May. They just She just, like, gets appointed tomorrow or something. I mean, it's... That it's unbelievable. When you think about how long and painful our process is... <laughs> yes. I mean, their process isn't any less painful, but at least it's short, right? It's been, like, ten days, the whole place has fallen apart, and now somebody else is in charge. You know, makes you kind of wistful about... Yeah, if we can do yeah. this.
1: Well, we wish her luck. We wish there's just a lot, so just a tall order on her plate there, and just we wish her luck. We'll be watching, right?
2: Yes, and the final member of the trifecta is Malala Yousafzai. Today is Malala's 19th birthday, so wow! Happy birthday, Malala! I say take the rest of your life off. I feel like you've really <laughs> accomplished, <laughs> accomplished a lot. I, I just i wouldn 't push yourself too much harder, but that 's an amazing young woman she 's only nineteen years old, so I just wanted to say happy birthday to her.
0: Excellent. Good. Liz, that's a good roundup of Satellite Sisters. It was a good week. Good week. All right. I know we have to move on to Outlander now because Julie has to go pack up more things. But um, (laughs) so and this is why I'm here to do the Outlander finale. Liz, stay with us, though, Liz, because I know I know how much you enjoy uh, enjoy talking about
1: time travel, about time travel, travel. about shows (laughs) about time travel that you haven't seen that span uh, like centuries. Okay. Okay. This
0: episode was fantastic, though. So this is the season finale, Dragonfly and Amber. Uh, what we get is they finally have that Battle of Culloden that we all know is coming that's going to kill all of the Highlanders. But this is the good news. We get to see Claire in 1968 in her Jackie O outfit. Like, how awesome was that, Julie? The yeah. whole story is told backwards. I thought the whole season was going to be like this because that's what I recall this book being like more back and forth, back and forth between the time. And I like that, you know, but this was a fun episode,
1: wasn't it? Oh, it was terrific. I mean, we were we were in France in the beginning of the year and the costumes were great, but the storyline stunk. And now and so I was then I was so happy they got back to Scotland. But fast forward to the nineteen sixties and she's got she's got that long bob. Do you think I could wear my hair like that? That's what yes. I mean. Now first question. Love the trench coat, love the scarves tied under her chin, loved the whole Jackie O thing. So, yes, and, of course, I was very happy Claire got promoted. She's now a surgeon. She's no longer just a nurse or a witch mixing up (laughs) potions, you know. That is – I don't know how she got into medical school, uh, what she wrote on her application, but (laughs) – but that was pretty good. That she is now a very accomplished um, surgeon. Yes. Well, Liz, you would have liked it because we know we're in 1968
0: because the show opens with an Avengers sequence. So we get to see Emma Peel, who I know is one of your favorite TV characters and a her. personal hero of yours. That's how it. That's how it opens, and we're at this funeral in Scotland in 1968, and Claire shows up with her uh oh redheaded daughter, and we know whose daughter that is. It's Jamie's. Oh, so, it's uh, yeah, and and they're there and they see Roger, who was the, you know, the reverend's adopted son. And Roger is pretty cute, wasn't he, Joel? No,
1: totally disappointing. Oh, I, I, shoot, thought this I thought was, he was. No, he had sort of a pudgy face, you know, and with, I, I don't, I just thought, you know, like, for, like, look at Jamie. Look at how handsome that guy is. Okay, we, we can cast around and find an actor that like, really takes your breath away. Roger doesn't. He's, you know, he's fine. He's, you know, he's a history professor. He looks excellent in turtlenecks. And I, this yes, is, I this was. I enjoyed it. He had some outstanding turtlenecks, but I I just thought they could have, they could have upped it a little there. They could have kilted him up there. They could, yeah, have. They could have. They could have. I mean, we needed, we needed to go a little manlier. I mean, you know, that's what I think. Oh sure. Okay. All right. Well, we disagree on that. Because I like
0: that he had that sort of, earthy, you know, woolen, tweedy thing going on. Even the beard, which I'm not a big fan of beards. I thought he looked very handsome in his beard. But there was pudginess there, Liz, Lillian and Liz, pudginess. Okay. <laughs>
2: All
0: right. All right. But we also learned that Jamie, Jamie and Claire's daughter, she's just unpleasant, isn't she? She just... She's, she's, yeah,
1: she's like B R A T. She's a yeah. brat. She's bratty. I mean, I know, I mean, many people her age are, have, have those same issues. She seems more self-centered. Uh, I, I thought, yeah, she, but she's just a real pain in the neck, you know, and Claire's been through a lot and right. she should just, oh, <laughs> she should just sense that, you know, and I, I, we, and I would hope that Claire would have a daughter that was sort of closer to her and more loving. But, but Brianna is, you know, I don't know. She's just a brat. Yeah. Well, clearly she was kind of a
0: daddy's girl, which is ironic because that Frank was not her daddy. And Claire, you know, it seems like she's lost in another time, and we know why, because she had to leave Jamie. So we're getting lists. We're getting the 1968 Scotland, Claire doing a little digging around into sites she was familiar with. But then we keep going back to the Battle of Culloden, where things are out of control, where Jamie has to kill his uncle, where Claire is poisoning people. Uh, wow. There's, okay. There's
2: I can these, see why you like it.
1: But it we usually, don't, I mean, we don't actually see a lot of battle, which I was no. happy. Because, uh, you know, because from time to time with this series, it's been incredibly graphic and violent. And uh, I was just fine that they... Talked about the battle, and you could hear the cannons, uh, but you, we didn't. We didn't actually see a lot of slicing and dicing in this uh, episode, which was good.
0: Yeah, we did get to see though. Jamie appeared to have like a permanent fan on his hair in this episode. <laughs> did you notice that? It was like constantly blowing in the wind, even when they were like inside some drafty castle. <laughs> the log of- was.
1: It was all that's that's what I mean. That chiseled look, the hair. And then you have like Brianna falling for you know pudgy master there. no, I didn't like that at all, okay, so you know back in Scotland in uh the seventeen
0: hundreds uh the battle's about to start. Jamie feels like he has to go support his clan, even though he and Claire know this is gonna be it. he figures he's the one that figures out Claire is pregnant, like no man ever uh first of all, and,
1: <laughs> and I know like no no man. Ever no. in any century has known the no. cycles of a woman, no. but Jamie is such a man that he actually does. He yeah. is he is watching Claire's cycles more closely than I think even Claire is. So, so he
0: says, "You got to go back to the stones. You got to go back through the stones. Go back to your century and raise my daughter in a peaceful country." And that was a pretty emotional scene when they went by. It was emotional. It was sexy. You know, before the stones there was a little sexy time between the two. Yes. Finally,
1: finally, we have like a pre battle, uh, love scene, which was just great. Yes. yes. But it was, but it was good. It
0: was, uh, and then there was the buzzing bees and boom, Claire is gone. And Jamie goes off to fight the battle. So, uh, and we assume that he dies like everyone else in the Highlands at that battle that we've been hearing about for you know two seasons now. Uh, but in the meantime, in 1968, who does Claire meet? The witch, Galith. The witch, she's back. <laughs> One of her time travel buddies is in Scotland in
1: 1968. How awesome is that, Julie? <laughs> that's that's why this series and these books, which I have not read, are so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that they just whoop, we got a witch. Here she is in the 1960s, and they bring her along, uh, uh, Liz, uh, to do a sort of a time travel demo because that's right. really her role in this, right? Oh, really? She, yeah. Yeah, she's going to show people how you do time travel. So if you are ever interested in time travel, you need to find yourself a witch, okay? <laughs> that's the only way it's going to happen. Good to know. So Yeah, she
0: was a witch in Claire's time, but now she's like a Free Scotland in 1968 leader. And she's going back in time so she can really free Scotland. And that (laughs) her idea is just to go way back to the beginning. Forget these marches and signs and campus protests. She's going to go back and change history. So she goes through the stones, and that is what proves to Brianna that Claire is not just a crazy woman making stuff up about her Highland father. So the whole thing, it was perfect timing,
1: wasn't it, Julie? It was great because you can imagine, Liz, if our mother came to you and said, you know, your father is not really your father. I am actually in love with this guy in a kilt from 200 years ago. (laughs) And I've time traveled. You can understand that Brianna would be a little confused. Skeptical. uh, Skeptical of this, so that was nice to have the witch do the time travel demo for to prove to Brianna that indeed her real father is Jamie. So, yeah, and unless you
0: think, Liz, that this should wrap up the series because, well, now Jamie's dead, Brianna, you know, Brianna knows, blah blah blah. Oh, no, Liz, oh, we learn at the very end one single person survived the Battle of (laughs) Columbia, and your guess is.
1: This series, Jamie Jamie is alive. He's alive. (laughs) So
0: Claire, she's going back in. You know it. She's going back. Now that she's told Brianna and Brianna's got the pudgy faced history prof to take care of her. I think Claire's going back in. I I was going to
1: be such a choice for Claire to go to go back to Jamie, who she says she has to go back. She has to uh, or to stay with her daughter, who she loves. Uh, So but I think she's going to go back to Jamie. (laughs) That's what I think. It is quite a choice, Julie, see?
0: These are the moral dilemmas time travelers have to make over and over (laughs) and over over again.
2: I'd never thought about it that way, Leah.
0: It's not easy being a time traveler. (laughs) That's why she wanted to stop Gellis, the witch, from going back. But then she realized because, you know, she had very quickly done a genealogy search on the pudgy face history professor. Well, if I stop Gellis, you're actually like the seven time great grandson of Gellis and Dougal. So there you go, Liz. It was there were a lot of moral dilemmas happening and kilts, and and finally some sexy time. So it was a really good episode, I thought.
1: Yeah, I think... I liked I the mean, back and forth. It, it's stupid, too. but it's fun. I did, too. I felt like this, of any episode, was the most satisfying, because it did focus a lot on... Because Claire was the focus, and their, her relationship with Jamie, and, uh, and the back and forth, as ridiculous as it is, as least they were going... That that you could follow it along. So you just okay, of course you have to suspend belief to begin with to get into this show. So, but it's worth it to do it, Liz. So okay. it's not too late. Over maybe on the way to Rio, Liz, you could you could download the Outlander episodes and you could catch up, and then we'd have something to talk about with you. Okay.
0: <laughs> we have like nine more months till the next season starts, so don't worry.
1: Sarah oh, so I not. could probably catch
2: yeah. up before season three kicks off. Totally. Okay. Totally. All
0: right. So, I can squeeze and that you can in pretty much not even watch most of season two. Just go the first episode and the last and you'd be good. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, but it was a great episode. So there you go. There you have it, Julie. Um, it's been fun doing outlander with you. I'm proud of you that you kept up that uh, yes. I'm proud of you, that you kept going. You kept going. Well, I feel I like it's going
1: to pay off. I appreciate all the support that we've received from the satellite <laughs> sisterhood the previewing, the watching the shows, giving us alerts about violence and, and graphic sex so that we know, you know, I know before we watch it what to expect. Uh, so I, I can do another season, particularly now that Jamie's alive and that he didn't die, Liam.
2: <laughs> it's all about Jamie. Okay, it well, is, well done, you guys. The Outlander recaps have been super popular, so the now it's nine months to go. Have you figured out... Is there going to be a recapping in the fall of something? When does, does Madam Secretary come back in the fall? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Oh, so right. Good. I mean,
0: so we're going to say, and then we don't really, I don't really know when Dark comes back to, I don't know. Two recaps was a lot to do. So we'll have to figure it out. Although we did enjoy the dark, So. We uh, did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of windswept, we did enjoy <laughs> windswept men.
2: Did enjoy Poldark. dark. <laughs> Alright, well good work, sisters. Julie, I know you have a busy, busy day ahead of you um, out at the ranch, so good luck with that. And uh, if you want to follow anything that's going on with the satellite sisters, we on Twitter, we are at Sat Sisters. I'm at SS Liz. Julie, you're at Sat Sister Julie?
1: Yes. Yeah. Or or Sat Sis Julie. What is it? It's Sat Sis Julie. <laughs> what a- very and Leon,
2: Leon made it really complicated. You're just at Leon Dolan, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: have to remember. I'm just, I need to get away from you people. So, yeah, just at Leon Dolan.
2: And <laughs> I'm doing uh, just sort of pictorial installments of what my life is now that I am post corporate. So, if you just look for the hashtag Lizness, not business, uh, you'll see some of my photos, Instagram. Twitter, and occasionally I also put it on Facebook. And as Leanne said earlier, you can join our Facebook group uh, or like our Facebook page. We would uh, love to have you involved in the dialogue. So um, we'll have fun today, sisters. Good luck. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Liz. we had at the Satellite system. I was like, what am I doing?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh Julie. Good luck to Julie. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I
2: figured, Leon, you're going to try out the Pokemon Go. No? Oh, no. I mean, I, I don't need to play it. I'm oh, just okay. excited other people are playing
0: it. <laughs> oh, no. I, I would fall off a curve, Liz. I don't.
2: <laughs> I'm going to stick with yoga.